0: From Affirm Films, the studio that brought you miracles from heaven, comes 5,000 Blankets. A woman and her young son, Philip, set out to find his missing father on the streets, sparking a movement that inspires a city.
1: There are over 5,000 homeless souls in this city alone, so it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a
0: comforting gesture. Inspired by a true story, 5,000 Blankets. In theaters for two nights only, December 12th and 13th. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. More information is available at 5,000blanketsmovie.com to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. Alright, here we are. I cannot believe that it is almost the holidays. What in the world? It is like waiting forever for fall to finally kick in here in Georgia. And now I'm staring down Thanksgiving in just two weeks, so I thought this would be a good time to bring in a old friend. You're gonna recognize her, and let's do some Q and A, some talk about the holidays, some questions that have been asked of how we handle this. So, welcome back, Ashley Pomeroy. Uh, I know, I know. Can you believe it?
1: The new name, I
0: love it. That's a new name <laughs> since the last time you were on here as Ashley. Other name, so I'm so glad. Still the same Ashley, my sweet friend from Nashville and she's on the phone so if you hear a little bit of difference in our voices that's because she's phoning it in today so yes, that we can, we can get this be together i know we need to do that more often though yes. um ashley came to visit a few weeks ago it was pretty hilarious she brought a brand new puppy with her and within an hour of her arriving my house flooded or at least my guest suite flooded and yes. ashley discovered it and then we spent the next uh, two days together trying to figure out what to do my husband was out yes. of town and uh, kids weren't here. It was a mess. But anyway, Ashley tends to show up at just the right time. So anyway, Ashley, let's talk about the holidays. You've got some questions that uh, you want to ask. So let's talk about them.
1: Yes, I do. This is actually one of my favorite things to talk about with you two, because you have such great insight on how to keep the heart of the holiday, but with also not losing it a little bit. So first of all, you know, as we start all this, I have lots of friends now who have already put up their Christmas trees. How do we kind of like for me, Thanksgiving is my favorite. How do I maintain like that time of thanks with Christmas already being around the corner?
0: I know, yeah. And as I was driving around um, the other day, I noticed that too. Like people have ho- like Christmas decorations out already their yes. their lights are out, and and I think it's gotten where we skip through this most important holiday. So I'm a fan of not decorating until then. Now I might sneak out a few Christmas decorations right before Thanksgiving. I don't put up a tree or anything till afterwards, but I do think it's important that you start, and there are some activities you can do. You can totally, um, do like a thankful tree that we've done in the homegrown preschooler. It's one of the activities and I love that where you just get some paint. I mean it can be just any kind of temper paint so it's washable. You can use markers, wipe off markers, and you draw a tree on a window or a glass door in your home. And then the children can just make hands or leaves, basically. And on those leaves, they can write different things you're thankful for. And if you make that an activity, because I think one of the reasons people are rushing in for Christmas is the excitement around it, right? It's We we, yes. we, we builds and it's let's decorate and there's so many crafty things we can do. But if we can approach Thanksgiving with that same fervor, that same enthusiasm, because honestly... I just saw a post the other day with somebody was like, what if tomorrow the only things you've got were the things you were thankful for yesterday? And it was so interesting. And I thought, wow, you know, how many of us don't live in a state of thankfulness? Not many of us live in a state of thankfulness. But I think it's such an important lesson for our children to see. They need to see us being thankful. They need to hear us being thankful. And something like doing this thankful tree, um, another thing, make placemats with your little ones. They love to do crafts, right? And They love to do process art. So however you want to do it, you can either take um, contact paper and they can just rip paper and put it inside this contact paper and make placemats that way. You can take construction paper and laminate it. They can paint something and then you can cover that with contact paper. There's so many different ways to make placemats and place cards. Again, getting the kids involved in the the time of Thanksgiving. And then something we always do at our family is every Thanksgiving holiday around the table, we talk about what we're thankful for. And so actually verbalizing it and you leading and saying what you're thankful for. And sometimes it's a paycheck. And sometimes it's that no one was seriously sick this year. Sometimes it's, you know, that children arrived or no more children arrived, you know, whatever. (laughs) There's lots of reasons to be thankful. But I think It really does set the tone for our kids, and it's so important, and you know you know, it means so much to me to talk about our kids' hearts, right, and going after their hearts, and I do think going after their hearts in this time of Thanksgiving is important, and then we let them know. Even say, you know, sometimes have a thankful jar and have everybody put something, you know, in their thankful jar, or even a fun activity, give everyone a thankful jar, and let them draw a picture or, or do something for that person throughout the 2 weeks leading up or throughout the whole year. One time we had a thankful jar for an entire year and we read it the next year at Thanksgiving and we kept a running uh, a running jar of thankful things. So I think it's something that we want to be intentional about and definitely don't skip over. I know Christmas doesn't seem as if we have, you know, what a month, but we do. We have a month to celebrate yes. Christmas. So let's focus on helping our kids understand what it means to be thankful.
1: I really love that. I really, really like that idea. And I get one of the other questions following up with that is during the holidays and when we're trying to remain thankful, but our children are often around more, um, our uh, in-laws may come around a little more. (laughs) We may have different family coming in to visit how do we remain grounded in that and not lose our sanity and remain thankful
0: like how do we still work on self-care yeah but also
1: focus on the family that's here and is present in front of us
0: okay that's a lot in one question right so let's first talk about family and You know, I think it's your approach to that. I know that for me, I can get overwhelmed by that. Like I want everything to be perfect and I want to make sure that I have their favorite drinks and their favorite shampoo or whatever. You know, I try to go above and beyond, but sometimes it's to the point that it stresses me out. And so I think you have to know your limits. I think you have to know, okay, how can I do this so that it's not overwhelming for me? What's, what is the balance there? You want to be, um you know, hospitable. I did a whole podcast on hospitality. I'm a big fan of being intentional about um, hospitality, but at the same time, you don't want to do it like my kids would tell you. Definitely. I would be yelling, get that room cleaned up for, you know, so-and-so's coming or, you know you don't want to do it at the cost of your kids' hearts. I mean back to that. So make it a family affair about the kid about the family coming. One of my favorites, Ash, is when you guys came and Sarah wanted to set up the basement with all these air mattresses for everyone and she, you know, made the beds and she went and got pillows so they even had like some decorative pillows in everyone. But it was her doing it so it wasn't stressful for me. And it worked out fabulous. So again, try to get the family involved. Let your kids help you um, pack the little bathroom toiletries container. If you do those, make that a family affair. Don't you don't be running around trying to do it all yourself. So that's number one, okay. And then number two, I think that you've got to keep things simple. You don't have to overdo it. You don't have to make a big breakfast every morning. It is okay to run to Costco and grab muffins and danishes. Most people care about the time together. They don't care about you being a martyr for them while they're there for however long. Right. And I used to be the word I'd be like, no, you can't help clean up. You rest. And the older I've gotten, I'm like, sure, if you want to help clean up, let's clean up together. And that's a fun memory time. You know, you don't have to be so stubborn about that. Because what happens is, as the people go, you fall out flat, and you're exhausted for the next two weeks. But... Many hands make light work. If you let, most guests want to help. They enjoy, it's always more fun to clean up at somebody else's house. It's always more fun to do things together. So if you, you know, welcome that and it's okay to say, bring a dish. It's okay to say, I heard a girl the other day, she said she's going to have 10 adults come for Thanksgiving and 18 kids. And she said, none of us really cook. So we're going to hibachi. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, why not? So, you know, part of self-care is again, knowing where your limits are and what your gifts are and what stresses you out and being okay to verbalize that and say, Hey, I need help here or welcoming the help when it's offered. So those are the two things I would do. Oh, that's
1: really great. That's really great. Um, I guess let's see here. Let me take a look over. You and I kind of briefly went over these before we talked, but
0: what about kids is we're leading, always oh. the question I get is the gifts, the the grandparents, and I know I've done podcasts on that before, but I think it's worth talking about that one. Yes. Okay? Yes. Well, okay, well, I'll just jump into it then. So, yeah, what do
1: I... <laughs> I just welcome your advice. I don't even have any
0: words. Okay. Yeah, just the advice. <laughs> well, I think one of the best things you can do, and I see it all the time this time of year, parents are always asking me, what do I do about the grandparent gifts? What do I do? Because I don't want more quote, let's air quote here, junk in my house. So, I again say, look, I'm now a grandparent. I would much rather honest conversation with my daughter-in-law. In In fact, just the other day, she had liked something on Instagram. It popped up on my feed that she had liked these two trikes on Instagram. And I thought, oh, well, there we go. That's a great suggestion for the boys. But then I thought, you know, I better ask her because those are two big purchases. She might not want that right now for them. So I did ask her and she's like, well, actually, no. Would you do this instead? And I'm like, fabulous. And I said, what I want you to do is just go on Amazon, create a wish list for me, and and then we'll choose from that wish list. And then you can send it to your mom. You can send it to the grandmother, her her grandmother. So everyone can just pick from that. I mean – And maybe it's impersonal, but it's so much better for us to give to our children what they need for their children. Um, And also, what we try to do is more of the bigger purchases. Instead of giving them a lot of little things, we will say, hey, what's one thing we can get? You know, is it a dome for the backyard? Is it, um, you know, an art easel for them? Is it... A sand and water table for them. What are some bigger purchases that you might not be able to buy that we can do instead of buying a lot of little things? But I think most every parent, and I think if you start this too when they're young, welcomes that. You know, parent who's, who has grandchildren welcomes honest conversation. Um, If they don't, then I would graciously accept that gift. And just like I say, with every kind of toy, rotate them in and out. Just because someone gave it to you does not mean you have to have it all out at the same time. You can keep things away in bins and pull them out, you know, and rotate them. And that way the children are not overwhelmed. Your house is not a disaster. And things are more interesting when they're brought brought out on occasion versus left out all the time.
1: Oh, that's really great advice. Yeah. That is really great advice. Okay, so I have a personal question for you. Um, what do you do – you know, I have a child that has a birthday around the holidays. Yes. It's like birthday, holiday, holiday. Or what? how do I still make them feel special – in the moment
0: of a holiday. Well, you know, I get that because Grace's birthday is December the 18th. Jackson's mm-hmm. birthday is on Halloween. So we have had um holiday birthdays are for a long time now, 19 years, and we've had to do that. I am a stickler for birthdays. Anyone who knows me knows I am not a fan of celebrating birthday a month later. Now, as my kids have gotten older, some have said like Jackson just turned 18. He's like, Hey mom, yeah, I don't really want to do it on Halloween. Some of my kids' friends are out of town. Can we just do it at a different time? Absolutely. But when they were little, I was obsessed with having birthday is about them. So every December 18th, it had nothing to do with Christmas. We had a pajama party and our princess, you know, pajamas and made pancakes we had a ladybug party we have had a sushi party actually had several sushi parties for grace it was about her please give them that on their birthday doesn't matter if it's december 24th for that moment you celebrate them and their birth um i think it is something they will treasure and remember that you did that that you made it separate you made it special and i know it's easy to say let's combine that oh you get this for birthday and christmas But when they are young, that's not fair, in my opinion. You want to give them separate things. Let them have their moment, especially if there are other kids in the house, because they um, see that and they see that their sibling gets their birthday in June, but they don't because it's lumped in with Christmas. And it's so easy Uh, to say we're too busy. We'll celebrate it later. It's not. You just set the intention. Just do it now. Put it on the calendar. Set the party. People will come. It's important. I think it's important.
1: That's really great
0: advice. Really, really great advice. Well, it's I think, again, focus. What are we going for? We're going for these kids to know that they are loved, they are treasured, they are worthy of love. If we're going to do that, we have to do it with our actions and not just our words. And even in the hard times, even when we don't feel like it, we don't want to celebrate a birthday right in the middle of Christmas. And we don't. But you know what? That's their birthday. It's their birthday. So they they should get that celebration on that day.
1: I really, I, I love that. I love that. Um, what other suggestions do you have during the holidays, and in, in particular with our calendars and how we really like to fill them up? And sometimes the whole meaning of it gets lost. Totally. we've filled our calendar up.
0: So what I would suggest is start now, and I'm going to do this as well. I've already kind of started. I, I've I've gotten some things in the mail already, some um Enclosure cards that I ordered early and things like that to help me so that I'm not running around doing that last minute preparation. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> I'm a free spirit. Anybody knows me knows I'm a free spirit procrastinator, do it at the last minute girl. But there are some things that I'm very methodical about, and Christmas is one of them. Like I am very organized with my wrapping. I am very methodical about how I get this done. And, and I think it is because so often I see people lose their junk around Christmas time. And so for me, less is more. Go ahead and decide, okay, if we're going to make presents for everyone, what are we doing? I, I, one of my favorite things to do, if you've got um, friends with young kids, and most of you do listening, make homemade Play-Doh for them. What a wonderful thing to do. Make homemade Play-Doh with a nature bag. It costs very little money. Go outside, collect some nature items, put it in a cute little wrapping with the ingredients for the Play-Doh, or go ahead and make them some Great cinnamon smelling Play-Doh or something for Christmas, peppermint, and give that as your gifts. You can make that with your kids. It becomes a sensory activity for your children, making the Play-Doh for friends. Keep it simple. Decide on if you're going to do an adult gift, what is something you're going to do. Don't try and do 50 different things. This time when you have little kids, it's not the time to take on a chocolatier class and make like 40 different chocolates for your friends. Keep it basic. You don't, you know, we do love to give. Also, I would say um, try and put a day on the calendar where you have friends over and bake cookies together or do cookie decorating, but go ahead and put it on the calendar. And then limit yourself. Say no. This is so important this time of year decide, okay, what's important to our family? What traditions are a must? Is it you're gonna go to the Christmas parade in your town every year? Then do that. It's You're gonna have a special evening where you put the tree up every year. Then stick to that. I promise you, when your kids are grown, that's what they're going to remember are the traditions and the things that you held sacred. So focus on those things and say no to the rest. You don't have to say yes to everything. And there's so many great things you could say yes to. But just decide, okay, our family—we're going to do these four things. We're going to always go ride right around and do Christmas lights on Christmas Eve, or we're going to always bake cookies together when we pick up the put up the tree. We're always going to do like the shoe boxes that my family does—all those different things. You pick your few and stick with it. I, I think that's the biggest best advice I can give.
1: I think that is really, um, really, really great advice. And just to kind of piggyback on that, so this year, well, as you know, I recently got to become a stay-at-home mom. Never been able to do it before. Now I get to do it. Well, Halloween basically came and went for us. I wasn't working. I mean, there were other things on my plate, but I wasn't going to a job. So I didn't think that I needed to schedule things like I
0: used to. Right. We didn't even do
1: pumpkins this year because I just thought we'll get to it. I have plenty of time. Turns out you don't have plenty of time when you don't schedule things. No. I it, just October. I ran around like a crazy person, and I don't even know what I did.
0: That's what will happen.
1: So, yes, yeah, so I do one hundred percent think. Put it on
0: the calendar. You will down, get to Christmas. Yes. And get it there. You will get to Christmas and think. All I've done is gone crazy. Yes. Keep the gift giving simple. Children do not need 50 gifts. You know, I, I would love to say do the three gifts, you know, baby Jesus, three gifts, like so many people do. We've tried that. It, it inevitably ends up with more, but, but keep it simple. You know, it, I don't think you'll ever regret that. I think the over the top uh, mindset that so many of us get into, well meaning as it is, just becomes overwhelming for us. And it becomes a burden for us. And it becomes a burden financially. It becomes a burden emotionally. It becomes a burden physically. And then we get to January and no wonder we're all dealing with seasonal depression because it's the season of Christmas, not the weather. Uh-huh. It's, it's we've just been overloaded. Uh-huh. So I think it's super important that you keep it minimal. I really don't think you'll regret that. And And lots of snuggles and lots of book reading in front of the fire. So hopefully those things have helped. Anything else Ash before we go that you can think of as we gear up for the holidays?
1: I can't think of anything. I'm sure there will be another one on this as we, as we really get down into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, um I don't
1: see any other questions or anything else that
0: I can think of. All right, girl. Well, thanks so much for being here with me. I hope you guys have a fabulous holiday. Thanksgiving's just 2 weeks away. I cannot believe it. I'm thankful for this podcast. I've gotten some of the most amazing emails recently about you guys just appreciative of <laughs> all my loud mouth vulnerability, honesty. And you know what? That's cool because the minute I think, you know what, does this matter? Talking about this hard stuff, I realize it does matter. So I'm thankful for you guys, and I hope you have a fabulous week. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.